Hey everyone, we're reposting up Trevor Meyer's podcast today. Trevor was one of the first podcasts we did, and it was kind of right around the time we were setting stuff up with the guys over at DigBMX. Uh, we wanted to get it back in the library so you guys that haven't heard it can listen to it, and those who have heard it can hear it again. Uh, Trevor has some funny things to say and talks about grinding his cul-de-sac to make it better to ride Flatland on. Uh, he actually painted Prince's house back in the day. Um, there's a bunch of good stories, so definitely give it a listen. This is all brought to you with the help from the guys over at digbmx.com. So hit these guys up on all the social media platforms or just download the DigBMX app and it'll keep you up to date with what's going on in the BMX world. All right, well, here we go. Yeah, it's old. Three day old pizza is fine. That's what I thought. I think All the expiration right. on pizza is five days. <laughs> five See, days. I think five days is the expiration <laughs> on pizza. I would eat pizza that's five days old. <laughs> Wait, is that does that seem too long? Okay. No, I mean um, if it's, no. I'm trying to think of like longest I've learned. I'd say two days counter. Yeah, three days. Five days uh, refrigerator. Sure. Uh, sure. But if it's just okay, sitting yeah, on the counter, I'd give it two days. What about just crust? Would you just eat the crust after five days? <laughs> I think it's the same expiration. Five days counter, if the crust wasn't hard and fruit flat, I think I'd still eat yeah. it. Yeah. If I needed it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, Trevor, I'm looking. I'm, you got this new bike here. I'm looking at this new bike you got over here. It looks like a GT and a homeless soul bro <laughs> mixed all together. Uh, what's going on with that bike? Because I know you've always had like pretty wild setups. Yeah, I had this made by uh, Matthew down in San Diego. It's called the Living Metal Frame. Um, I pretty much just designed it the way I wanted it. It's a 21-inch top tube. Um, I think it's about a 14 and a quarter rear end. Um, yeah, the GT bend down tube. I mean, I rode for GT for like 10 years, so I had to go with the GT bend down tube. And that gives you a little bit of scuffing room, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, a ton of scuffing space there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the platform. I love the platform. That's just, you know, you, I'm old school flatlander. Got to have a platform on a, yeah. on a bike. I mean, you've always, I mean, you've always kind of had, like, compared to flatland, you've always had pretty strange, I mean, there, I mean, your bike sounds great to me. That sounds like the setup I ride right now, but I ride transition, so it feels like you kind of had strange setups compared to the rest of flatland. Did you, when you were younger, did you ride bigger bikes, or did just somewhere in, in, along the line you just decide to switch over to it? Uh, well, when I was younger, I started off on a GT Performer. That's my first freestyle bike. What year was it? That was like 87. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was shorter then. I was a young kid. And then as time, you know, went by, I grew. Yeah. I'm like seven foot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I ride these longer frames. You know, that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. When you're as tall as I am. Yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> I, I was always like, I was always convinced, and I know we talked about it just a little bit ago, but I was convinced it's because you rode for Wilkerson Airlines, and that was just had a monster back end on it. And, you know, just seeing somebody ride, like a Wilkerson Airlines ride Flatland on it since it was such like a vert bike at the time. 
You know, it just yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, no, that's that's why that bike just messed him up, it fucked him up to where he just had to ride bigger bikes after that. Dude, last tour, like last year this time, he was riding a Harrington Premium twenty one and a half top two Haro, like twenty one and a quarter. Was it twenty one yeah, and a quarter? Twenty one and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. But like we he would do three hops on it, like it was fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. crazy. It's all what you get used to. You adapt to anything, you know. I mean, I would rather have a longer frame than a shorter frame because then you're all crammed up on a short bike, and, and you, all that just don't work for me. And so. you're more into the mellow angles for balance yeah, points oh yeah. than the steep ones, right? That's exactly right. The old school angles, long, yeah. long frames, uh, mellow 74 or 74.5 head tubes. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. So. Is that is that kind of so? GT built you a bunch of custom bikes, right? Yes, yes. I started off uh, with the Dino Slammers. Um, I had a Power Light. Yeah, the GT shows. Um, so the, those were all custom made. The, the uh, curved top tube shows. Yeah, the aluminum ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's they crazy. Custom-made. They made those that big. I know. <laughs> Do you know where your old handlebars are? The big Power Light extra just, that are probably. Sm- I bet. I'm shot. I bet your bars are bigger. Yeah. How, how big were those Power Light bars? Probably. Uh, they were like what were they? Nine, nine and a half. <laughs> Probably about what I'm riding right now, That's nine funny and a half. That you'll see 14 year olds on those bars yeah. that big, and back in the day, people would see your bars and be like, That's so fucked up, his bars are so big. What's wrong? <laughs> hey, hey uh, you know, it gives you more control. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. You do a hang five, you just, it feels right, you know, especially when you got long arms, you need that, you know, that extra. And then pe- people kind of freaked out when you had that 21 inch sick child that Ed made you. Which seems kind of crazy because the way those frames are built, it just seems it looked even longer than normal. I think. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like it, you know, like I said, you know, I'm a tall guy, so that works for me. Yeah, um, yeah. That that sick child was actually a twenty. 20 point seven five top tube on. Oh, that. really? So yeah, that thing looked long. I remember, but the rear end was you know like fourteen and a half. Perfect. Like Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I love those frames. So you said. Uh, GT Performer in 87 was your first bike? Is that when you started riding? It's about 87? Um, I started a little earlier than that, but that was just like on a T. Murray. <laughs> yeah, I know how that, I think everybody did that. You know? yeah. Yeah. And I started like putting bags on it and pegs on it, building it up as a freestyle bike, but not, you know, that was just and then playing around. Did you get for like a birthday or something? I just went out to Target and bought it. And no, I'm talking about the Performer. Oh, oh the Performer was. Um, well, what happened with that was I went to the Haro Trick Team show, seen that. Yeah, seen, uh, who's riding? Ron Wilkerson, Brian Blydler, Dave Nury. Uh, Dave, ah, I love cool. Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much what set me off on riding, you know, freestyle. Was after seeing that show, I was like, okay, I got to get a bike, well, a the, real bike it here. Sa- it sounds like the Haro show didn't work too well if you went out and bought it. I like the GT better, so. Something about that GT bend down tube. What, what did you? What, here's the thing: if it's '87, because '87's like my favorite year of like GTs, like graphics wise. Yeah. What what color did you get? Uh, you won't believe it. Pink. No, no, that was the bubblegum pink. That was the best pink with the white mag. No, that's a good one. Did you see? You saw, okay. Do you see the pink performer right in the back? It's an '88. Yeah, but, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I'd rather have an '87, awesome. but you know, I can't bitch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so classic. You you saw the show and were there yeah. other riders in your town or did you kind of just ride solo for a long time? Well, in my town, you know, I grew up in a small town, not many rides, just local neighborhood. Where, where'd you guys. grow up? A little town called Chaska, Minnesota. Okay. Um, but at the time I started, there was this. Um, it's called Midwest Freestyle Series. Um, yep. 
And I went to all these contests, like local contests in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Like everyone, everyone, like all the local guys, all went to and it. That, and it that, was huge. That, that back scene in the day. was gnarly back then. Yeah, it yeah, was a gnarly got, scene. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Dennis McCoy, Rick Malaterno would show up. Yeah, um, a lot, you know, all. I mean, I wouldn't, all over the wouldn't like all some of the Baco dudes be there early in the days, like. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was like hundreds of riders showing up at those contests. Yeah. So it, was, it was a big scene, and uh, I went to like all of those for years. Every month we went to one, and had a great time, met tons of riders, had fun. So that's did, what did you start off riding going. ramps and stuff too, or did you just stick uh, to flatland? Um, yeah, I started riding a little bit of ramps, nothing serious. Just, uh, you know, build, I built a quarter pipe in the backyard, a little box jump, just playing around. Yeah. But having fun, but... But that stuff just wasn't for me. Like flatland better. So when did you went with that? Did you end up starting to do good in the contest? When did you start realizing that like maybe you know like you know when you get in Baymax where you're like no this is for me this is clicking I'm I think I'm actually good at this. When did you kind of start figuring out you're like oh I'm I you know like where you're yeah. getting good you know ah well um, those Midwest freestyle series is when I started. Started, you know, placing higher at those. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I won this one, won that one, and, you know, just... Were you like an expert? Yeah, expert, yeah. And then after those contests, I started going to the Rampage contest that oh, yeah, was put Yeah, on, yeah. And um, doing pretty well at those. And, uh, you know, that's when I got um, hooked up with Standard. And, um, you know, got a frame, you know, parts, whatever I needed. And did you ride for Wilkerson before Standard? Um, it was Standard first and then Wilkerson. Oh, really? I thought so. it was the other way around. So no, Rick, Rick has an eye. He's still to this day. Like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Rick, yeah. back in the day when that Standard team first came out, it was... Dude, don't... Even these days, it is insane. Everyone, everyone yeah. sort of midwife, like, lets Rick do his thing, but... I mean, yeah, it, yeah. obviously... Whatever happens, happens. But yeah, yeah, he knows what he's looking for. Yeah, no, and it's crazy. So you oh, yeah. you rode for Standard for a while, and what was that? Probably around ninety, ninety one, or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. So so around they, ninety. How, so. And you rode for them for a few years, and then how? Yeah, yeah. Get, those bikes at the time were the the bomb, you know. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> what color was your you first? Can't standard? beat it. Um, I just had the raw, the raw, raw lengthy. Awesome. And but then I ended up painting it like uh, turquoise, nice. turquoise color, yeah. And then uh, really then serious. then shortly after that, I ended up uh, meet, meeting up, getting a phone call from Wilkerson. It was like, hey, you want to go on tour? Yeah. And I was like, hey, why not? This would be fun. My first tour. That ever. would be. That, I feel like that'd be really weird so. switching from a standard shorty to a Wil- oh, it's a lengthy, but to a Wilkerson ride at the time, like it. <laughs> It seemed like it wasn't the, too bad. I, you know, they yeah. adapted pretty quickly. And was that they're the, both heavy bikes at the time? So. <laughs> was that the two hip uh, homeless tour that you went on? Yeah, Wilkerson. Yeah, yeah, homeless tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That seemed like, like a kind of wild. Ninety one, maybe. I don't know. I think that's when they were filming for uh, Wilkerson Airlines Life on the Edge, and you yeah. got a bunch of clips yeah. in that. Yeah, that's that you, sounds about right. That was uh, Jason Davies. Um, Ruben Castillo, Wilkerson, myself. Yeah, just jumped in the van and you know traveled all over, pretty much over the East Coast, mostly in New York City, and just like all Washington over the East DC, Coast. Yeah, New did York you, City. Did you recognize at the time? That was my first time out, like ever. Like, was it wild to see so. Wilkerson at the Haro show and then be asked to tour with him? Oh so yeah, yeah. Like, that, was, that, that was like a dream come true for me. You know, <laughs> I was just a young kid. You know, I was like, wow, this is awesome to be able to go on the road with these guys and you know and i guess shows and ruben was still you know like 
he was just coming off being on GT, so he was yeah, still a pretty big right. deal Flatland rider at the time. Oh, for sure. You know, like, because yeah, he'd been pro Flatlander for a few years now. I mean, yeah, yeah. And the, you didn't I, know any of them really before the, the, the tour? No, nah, just see them at, you know, from watching contests and in the magazines that's about it really yeah. yeah do you have any good stories from the trip like any 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 uh oh, anything know. sketchy happen not like <laughs> you know like just you know when you go on trips i, I just feel like new york back in yeah. the early 90s like yeah. you know like uh, maybe you went to uh, like freaking Mulali or something it just seemed yeah. like it was like a wilder scene that, back that's then that's right we did go to that contest yeah back in and um i do remember ron was putting on a contest and I was, you know, practicing, getting ready for it. In practice, I ended up doing a peri, peri doom. Yeah, yeah. You jump to the pegs, grips, the bars. You know? Yeah, and I missed, and I hit my like my elbow on the end of the uh, bar end, and uh, totally like ripped my arm. Like blood was shooting out everywhere. Oh, like it was bad. I was like, I had to go to the hospital. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lose all my blood here. You know, I got to go. So. So, yeah, I went to the hospital. They sewed it all up and got me, you know, back to normal. But I missed the contest. I spent the whole day at the hospital. Oh, that's uh, horrible. Yeah, you know, <laughs> got back there just at the end, you know, when it was, like, over. But, hey, you know, things happen. That's life on the road for you. <laughs> yeah. Perry's Doom, that always seemed like a, a wild trick, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nuts. So, and then after, how long did you ride for Wilkerson for? Ah, boy, I'd say a year or two. year or two? Uh, something like that. Uh, and then where'd you go after that? Did you go back to Standard, or did you... After that, um, yeah, well, in 94, I got on um, GT. Oh, is that in 94? Yeah, so 94, that sounds about yeah. the right time frame. Yeah. And did, it was that Woody that approached you? Was Woody yeah. the TM then? Yeah, well, I went out to uh, Moreno Valley, California, um, entered the... Uh, the uh, I, was at, I was at that contest. Oh, yeah. I was at that contest. <laughs> All right, nice. I was at nice. that one. That's yeah, the one, remember? Yeah. No, Nori entered sure. pro. He hadn't entered a contest oh. for a while. Do you remember Nori entered that contest? <laughs> oh, nice. That's, yeah, that's killer. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, you know, I won that contest. Yep. So afterwards, Woody was there and was like just stoked on it. And he came up to me and was like, hey, would you like to ride for GT? And, you know, that's, we worked that was out a big a deal, deal back then, too. That. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because that you know, it was more than just giving me a bike. Like the standard was just a you know some parts here. He was like saying, "We'll fly you to all the contests. We'll pay you. You know, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll really hook you up with a real sponsor." So, so I went with it. Yeah, couldn't pass up that deal. <laughs> How old were you at that time? Oh boy, I yeah, I'd say about twenty-eight. I don't know, twenty-eight, somewhere in there, huh? I don't Does that know. Seem right? I don't know. Yeah, you got me. You got driving. All you got day. me. I don't even know either. <laughs> <laughs> was that post uh, Prince's house or pre? Prince's house? Yeah. What, like, what, what's uh, up? That was be- be- <laughs> before I was. Yeah, well, I was a painter. Yeah. Um, you know, before I was gonna do all this bike stuff. So um, yeah, um, we ended up painting Prince's house. Believe it or not, he's from Minnesota. Yeah. Did he and live so, close uh, to you? Yeah. He's, yeah, the next town over, Chanhassen, Minnesota. Was his house little because he's so short? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, his house was just an average house. Really? At the time that I painted, and he wanted a purple with black, <laughs> black, black trim. So we went in there. He wasn't there when we did it, but his dad came out and talked to a real cool guy. He showed us guitars and outfits, and you know, <laughs> got to talk to him. And, 
And uh, but yeah, we painted the house, and yeah, it was, was that's it, uh, was my everything? highlight of my painting career. I, was everything like purple velvet inside? And stuff? <laughs> right, you it, think some sort pretty of pretty much? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I don't you know that was years ago. I looked at the guitars and stuff, but yeah, we just went in there, painted the house, and we're out of there. So yeah, you know, yeah. Did you um, when you were riding for GT? Were you still living in Minnesota then, or? Had you moved yeah. out west? Or? I was living in Arizona. Okay. I moved to Arizona during the winter time so I could ride my bike. And it, was winter. that when you filmed for with Els? Yeah, that's yeah, How, that's right. Okay, I've never met Els, oh, but okay. I feel like Els. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is well, it's art. You feel like it projects the artist, right? A little bit. Els just. Yeah. I loved Els videos when yeah, I was younger. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, I, they were just so just so out there. Like you know. Release the grease. My favorite's yeah. Ring the Gack. I love Ring the Gack. Yeah. Well, so, can you tell us a little about Els? Because, like, I mean, I know some of people listening probably don't know Els, but, you know, he made some of the, I mean, at the time, some of the most, you know, yeah. his videos push things, they like, especially street yeah. riding and Flatland. And, oh, yeah. he, he was, uh, but he was a very eccentric guy, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He's just totally original. I mean, yeah, yeah. Els was awesome. I mean, I, I loved the way he did the ca- or the angles of the you know the camera, just the way he put everything together. You know, just he made it exciting to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody's part was like really original and different. Just, just you know, it was just yeah. so different than the other videos. And, so. it, and was that when you were uh, filming? For, was that when you were living out there? You filmed like for Jinx Velvet Taxi and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think uh, Chris over there. Chris, what's the trick you wanted to ask about? Oh. oh um. About the progression of tricks and how people like, like kind of may there's such a generation gap in Flatland, and some people may or may not know that like maybe you invented or not invented or like kind of perfected a trick, and maybe it had been forgotten about, but now people do the trick and put their own spin on it. How do you feel about tricks like that, such as? Your backpacker to hitchhiker, I believe, in okay. Velvet Taxi, like the kickflip style, and yeah. I forget the two Flylanders. I was just told last night, and I forget the two dudes who do it now when they put their own spin on it. But it was yeah. just like more of like an ode to like how you may have originated a trick, but people do it now and do it differently. How do you feel about that? Oh, I mean that's cool with me. I you know I have no problem with you know if they want to do the trick or change it up a little bit i mean it's gonna happen Every, everybody's you know like you know because co- that's like copies saying, each other a little yeah, bit here like and there so you saying know somebody stole um, a tail whip or like I, i've seen like justin miller will do a you know kind of similar similar trick to what you're talking yeah, yeah. about yeah but i mean i did it cross-footed to a backpacker where they're doing a regular hitchhiker to the backpack, so, so it's still different, yeah. But it's still similar too, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Same, they same they throw a kick flip in there where they flip the wheel though, so that's yeah, that's yeah. different. I so. I heard too that after uh, oh I'm having brain dead. Who who did Pulse back in the day? Pulse products. Pulse. Bill oh. Nitschke. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so <laughs> Bill Nitschke invented the yeah. bunny hop whip. Yeah. And well, I I heard, I heard rumor yeah. that you were probably the second dude to do a bunny hop whip after Bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to go to those, you know, the Rampage contests, yeah. and I seen Bill do it, you know. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got to learn this, so I picked it up right right away. And That's crazy, because I never even have, I don't think I've ever even seen you do a bunny hop whip. No, he did him last tour. He does them every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, That's, but we're talking about in that time period oh, when he was oh, yeah, to unleash it. Yeah. Okay. And then you have dudes like, not going to say names, but the person yeah. who got credit for, for, like, being the person to do it in a contest. 
and that's kind of like shitty because there are dudes like Bill Nitschke and yourself who would just do stuff in a parking lot and not even worry about it or even care to film it and then you got yeah. dudes like it's just like today where kids need to like film everything and, and show it but then there's those dudes who just rode that because they love it and they could care less if there was a camera and I feel like you're that type of dude as well who just like would just do the most incredible like you when you put your bike together the other day I saw you do the most incredible <laughs> flat landing in the crappiest parking lot. And my mind was Thank blown. You. You know? like, I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? like, uh, hey, you know, just riding a bike, having fun. That's what all it's Yeah, about. exactly. It's about, and I think know? a lot of people lose that. I don't take that. it all serious like that anymore, you know, where, you know, I'm... You know, I'm 43, still riding. I'm just happy to be still really? Really? rolling around. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. killing wow. it. Crazy, and he's huh? killing it. Please don't go <laughs> and discredit himself. No, Thanks. not it at is all. The nar- like, the parking lots he's put on. He rides the flat bottom of a portable <laughs> vert ramp right now. And literally, you walk across it, and it, it is a trampoline. You and can't bring the belt sander with you? <laughs> <laughs> no belt sander, unfortunately. So what's the story with the belt sander? <laughs> Well, you know, I bought a house down in Arkansas, and there's a big cul-de-sac out front, but it's really rugged surface. It's like, there's no way I can ride on this. So I went out and bought a uh, sander, well, a grinder. Yeah, like a concrete grinder. Yeah, and uh, just ground it all down, you know, well, half of it, so I could ride on it. The city was okay? I, I was, I, I live way out in the country. They could it, care less. It would have been cheaper. It's Arkansas, there, it's like nobody around. It's like, I had one neighbor at the time, he's like, Old guy, you could care less. So how much? How, how, how many? I just did my square, thing. Nobody cared. How many square feet did you grind down to make it smooth? Oh, I, yeah, I'm bad with square feet, so I don't know. But it was a, enough space to where I could do like you know five, six, seven whiplashes. Fine. So, yeah. <laughs> how long did that take to grind down? Uh, I worked on it off and on. You know, I'd fly out, go do shows, come back home, work on it a little bit. You know, I would say at least a couple months to. You know, oh my gosh, it, right? that sounds crazy. <laughs> you couldn't have just bought you know, a tennis court? Like, you couldn't have just said, I want to put a tennis court What I should have did was lay down cement in the backyard and, you know, go that route. But I just was like, well, there's this big cul-de-sac right out front. Let's just use this. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, you know. So, it's so. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I was just, when my buddy Anthony told me about the bunny hop whip, I was like, dang. You know, and I'm like a, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm memorized videos. I'm like, I've never seen him do bunny hop whip, and then just knowing that you okay. did it that fast after Bill, okay. is, you know, pretty crazy. Because, I mean, that that trick back then that just seemed insane at the time. You know, like be able to do one. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, fun trick for sure. That's crazy. That's good that it's you. Like now, do everybody does them like no, nothing. You kid, know, it's just I mean, nuts. I'll see people kids learn them before they learn. Yeah, like. A tabletop. A, pe- a peg stall on a quarter or, you, you know. Yeah. Like, they'll do it before they can peg manual down the road. Yeah, it's, So, yeah, it's the, the learning curve's just <laughs> insane now. So, when was the first X Games? 97? Yeah, 97, yep. And, that was when and, they had Flatland in yeah, there. Yeah, so they uh-huh. had Flatland, what was it, the first four or five years? Uh, well, the th- second through, because the first yeah, year was just dirt and vert. No flat. Yeah, the Rhode Island shows out there in Providence. Yeah, Rhode but Island, the second one they, they didn't have, have no flat. flat. But yeah, by the yeah, second it was one, San Diego is when they had the Flatland in there. Was the first one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Okay. So, yeah. and because uh, they did in Providence for three years. Yeah, I was at those shows. We the were out there touring around with Chi Chi. Ninety-seven, and then ninety-eight, and then ninety-nine. I went to San Diego, right? Uh, or San Francisco. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine, San Francisco. But yeah, so you uh, you won the first three three. three. Who, yeah, that's who's right. 
Who's riding in the in the in the contest then? Ah, uh, '97. Oh, we had guys like uh, yeah, Scott Powell, Keith King, uh, Andrew Ferris, Chad DeGroot, um, Nate Hansen. Oh yeah, Nate, Jason Nate. Brown. Jason uh, Brown, Vancouver. Chris Young. Yeah, you know. Lots of guys. <laughs> yeah. So, and so you won the uh-huh. first three years. Yeah, 97, 98, 99. And then 2000, you got fourth place. Yeah. And yeah. What, what happened there? Did you? Was well, it, I, it switched out to Philadelphia. I threw off my rhythm. Too many two Yeah, I, I took I actually took three uh, fourth place finishes out in Philly. Okay. There's three years out there, and, and I got two fourth place. Were two of those three of them. where you were riding fixed, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I went with fixed gear, tried that out. Something new, different. Why what, not? What, did did like Pat Romano or one of those dudes inspire you to go fixed, or was it just kind of just um, wanting to mix it up? Or it was yeah, mostly just wanted to mix it up. I went like brakeless and with the fixed gear. Yeah, and, uh, just yeah, just you know, always exploring, wanting to try something different. Um, you know, you get bored riding the same same bike setup yeah. you know, year in, year out. Thought that would be something different and see where, you know, I had no idea where it would lead to or, you know, what what to expect out of it. But I did have, you know, I, I, I had fun with it and uh, learned a lot of crazy tricks. What, 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 glad what, I did it. What doors did that open for you riding-wise, riding fixed? Like, what, what where did it help you, like, explore trick-wise? Um, just, like pedaling like death trucks forward and backwards turbining them you know you couldn't do that with a normal bike yeah. you know you know same with like the straddle um where you just pedal it forward backwards yeah. backyards pedaling you know it's just oh, crazy think, stuff. yeah <laughs> so but yeah it's it's definitely uh hard on the knees though you know because you're always pedaling mm-hmm. you know just constantly so you can only do that for so long um so yeah, I did that for like two years and quit. What what type of hub were you riding in time? Did you just like mod up a hub to be fixed, or did you buy like a road hub, or did you just JB yeah. weld something? No, no, I just built it up. Just bought the bought the track hub and okay. built it up. Um, I forget the gear ratio of what I was running at the time, but uh, was it? Yeah, it was just a stock hub. Yeah, thirty six spoke. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, laced it up to a thirty six spoke rim and just yeah. And then it. I mean, and I'm not like the ultimate like. Flatland guy, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be Flatlanders that listen to this, be like, shit, just ruin this. But after those X Games, like, how, how, how long after the X Games did you keep really competing, or kind of when did you step away from like the kind of the, the, the serious contest scene? Uh, pretty much when they, the last year that they uh, had the X Games, um, I got a bronze. You know, I was stoked on that. Yeah, that was uh, in LA, and uh, yeah, after that, you know, I was like, okay, there's no more X Games, and you know, I, but yet I was still real busy with doing the shows. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's just keep doing the shows, having fun with it, I'm still progressing, learning tricks. Yeah. Um, the money, you know, wasn't really, you know, everything was kind of going downhill with sponsorships and this and that. There wasn't there like it used to be with the GT days. Yeah. You know, so. But, uh, you know, my, I love to ride, love to progress, so I stuck with it and, you know, kept that. I don't care if there's money in, involved with the sport or not. I'm, I'm doing what I love to do. So. Yeah. Do you feel like when the contest, when you kind of stopped doing contests, did it take a kind of load off your shoulders and you could ride a different way, like where you weren't focused about contest runs, or did, did you just keep riding the same way? Um, 
Well, yeah, it changes things up for sure. I mean, you know, after winning the three golds and then I won um, the seven um, Hoffman belts for yeah. being the number one flatland rider for seven years straight. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, mean, I definitely... was pretty pretty happy with what I accomplished yeah. in the contest from just from that. So I was like, well, you know, if I never enter a contest again, hey, at least I, you know, I I set out a goal and I accomplished what I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's it's definitely different. I'm not going to contests anymore, but I'm happy with that. I'm still riding. Great exercise, progressing, having <laughs> fun. Get to meet up with guys like you. Travel yeah. all over the country. It's was, a good time. Was uh, what was your first pro contest you won? Was it Lake Owen? That's right, Lake, Lake Owen. BS? Yes, yes. Yeah. Lake Owen camp. Yeah, that was. Uh, Were you actually? I was on a Wilkerson airline at that. Oh wow! That contest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How how how'd that feel like just going in that contest and like you know coming up from a young kid and then all of a sudden winning your first pro contest like yeah yeah oh that was amazing you know my very yeah that was my very first pro contest um I remember like Dennis, oh it was your first pro contest yeah, you was, entered too like my yeah my oh wow yeah it was like Dennis McCoy there and Bill Nitschke and uh, yeah I forget who else was all there but yeah, yeah it was uh. Yeah, I was stoked, of course, you know. Anytime you win a contest, it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it's awesome. But, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, that was, and then, then, yeah, then after that, I went out to the Marino Valley contest. Yeah. So. How, uh, so with all your years touring and stuff, like, you know, GT, and then you toured, like, ASA, and I'm sure there's other yeah. companies you've toured with. Uh-huh. Who, are, who are, like, some of the, like, the, your favorite dudes you've toured with that just, you know, just good characters that you've you've traveled around with that that you enjoyed. Yeah, well, well of course I toured with uh, Rob Nolly forever, so he you know he's a great guy. Yeah, um, Robert Castillo, you know, um, oh so many. I mean, like right now I'm I'm doing the Cedar Point Amusement Park and um, Tom Hagen, fellow Minnesotan. That's right, Tom Hagen. Yep, um, Tom was actually with us uh, at Cedar Point. Um, for a few years, yeah. we didn't do it this this last summer, but uh, but yeah, I'm with uh, like guys like Mike Castillo and uh, yeah, uh, it just yeah, it you know I'm with gymnasts and you know all kinds of craziness, you know rollerbladers, Jaron, Jaron yeah. Bob, um, yeah, so you know it's I always enjoy whoever I'm with pretty much. We always make it happen, have fun. So you got, did you tour with Volker or anybody? Oh yeah, Volker, you got any good Volker? for years. You got any good Volker stories? I mean, everybody <laughs> loves a good Volker story. <laughs> Ah, yeah, you know, Volker, yeah, he's always amazing to watch, you know. He could be up partying all night and ride better than I could ride, you know, after getting a good (laughs) night's sleep. (laughs) That that always amazed me, you know. Yeah, he's... I can't believe it, but... He's definitely a beast. He actually... Yeah, he is. um, He left a comment on uh, the Snakebite Instagram, a question for for you. I'm going to find it real quick. Okay. Let's see what Dave had to say. Oh, it wasn't a question, but he said, he said one of the rainy days on tour, he saw you looking out the window down at an empty parking lot, and he, he said he said to you, are you picturing yourself riding down there? And you were just like, yep, I'm just waiting for the rain to stop. <laughs> okay, yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of rainy days. Well, you know, I did a lot of those NBA games with uh, Dave. Yeah. And um, a lot of times it was in the winter, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and we couldn't especially really on the East Coast where it's yeah, so nasty. Yeah, I can't go out and ride in the snow and whatnot. So a lot of just sitting around hotels bored, you know, waiting to do the show in, that night. So, yeah, a lot of time killed the parking, you know, wanting to ride in parking lots. But the weather's weather was nasty. So, but that's how it is, wintertime. 
Yeah. Well, you grew up in Minnesota. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Where would you ride when you were younger when it was all snowy? Did you have, like, a a parking Uh, garage or anything? I rode parking garages, um, rode right inside the house. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) A little bit in the living room. You know, when it's 20 below out and you want to ride, you'll do anything pretty much. So, yeah, that's where I kind of started working on the back wheel uh, scuffing. When, you know, you run into a wall, so you start scuffing backwards. Like, hey, something different. Yeah, I mean, just kind of, just like on your back wheel and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just messing around. Yeah. But, but, you know, you end up doing, like, dump trucks backwards in a circle, you know. That's that's pretty original, so you, you just start, you know. You get kind of creative when you're in a small space, and you know, and the winter's you're riding on carpet. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're getting real creative, but but you know, just having fun with it. Did you? Uh, now I can't remember if I'm right or this, but did you write for Mongoose for a short period? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. Um, that was out in Philadelphia at those those X Games. Okay, I rode, rode uh, Mongoose. Yeah. Did you ride like a special mongoose or anything, or just what? what? Uh, it was like a street frame, a Ruben uh, Alcantara street frame. I forget yeah. his exact model name, but yeah, that's what I rode. Oh wow! And that, that's what, so that was a longer frame. That was probably like a twenty-one. Okay. Uh huh. And then you went to Giant after that. I rode for Giant, yeah, for a few years. Was that yeah, just mainly yeah. shows though? Oh yeah, yeah, just shows. Okay. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that was kind of short-lived. Um, you know, we, we uh, what was that? I was on that for like a year or two, and then the, the whole deal dropped with Giant. And and, uh, and you were riding the Sick Child then? Then I went, yeah, I just went to Sick Child. Okay, but when you were on Giant, you were riding the Sick Child with Giant stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, were they, yeah. Were they, no one had an actual Giant. Okay, I was going to say, were they weird <laughs> about that or anything? <laughs> they, you know, their bikes sucked, you know. <laughs> no one could ride a Giant. <laughs> just put the stickers on and... Call it a giant. So when yeah. you, you were coming up, like going to all those contests and everything, who were like some of the? I mean, you know, who were the, some of the dudes you looked up to that you kind of were like that like inspired you as a as a young rider? To you know, like who, who were some of the yeah. guys that you were like super psyched on growing up? Oh well, well first of all, Dave Nury. I mean, after seeing that Haro show, oh yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, this, you know, <clears throat> that's that's what pretty much got me into Flatland, watching him ride at the show and Wilkerson, and you know, those guys riding at the show just totally got me into it. Um, but yeah, you know, Kevin Jones, um, just so many good riders, Rick Moliterno, Dennis McCoy, you know, yeah, um, you know, those just legends, just. Uh, you know, Martin Aparijo, R.L. Osborne, you know, that's going yeah. way back. But, I mean, hey, that's that's Did, when I started. That's Those are the guys that I, you know, I looked at in the magazines and videos. And I feel like, uh-huh. did P- Perry Mervar come up about the same time you did? Yeah, I think so. But were were you guys right. kind of close to the same area as he from the Midwest? He's from Indiana. Okay. So I um, just wonder if you guys kind of competed, like if you guys were close to the same age. Cause well, at the Rampage contest we did. Yeah. So when we'd meet up in Davenport. So I feel like you guys kind of um, came onto the Flatland scene close to the same time. And, you know, like at the time I feel like you both kind of came out with a little bit different styles. Like you kind of new yeah. school compared to like, you know, the dudes that been pro like the late 80s to early 90s. And you were like okay, the yeah, early 90s dudes sure. coming in. Uh-huh. And you, you know, both were, I feel like you both are riding <laughs> street bikes. <laughs> like, you know, he's riding yeah. a Bully or a S&M, and you're riding a Wilkerson or a Standard, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, yeah, I pretty much just got to ride with with uh, with him at the uh, Rampage contest and all the other guys, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So, um, like with the uh, shows. I mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, like Kurt Schmidt, he's from oh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Got to ride with him. His, um, his buddy, do you know Jamie McParlin? Yeah. Jamie yeah. lives out here. Oh, he does. He's lived here for oh. like, I mean, 18 years or oh, something. Oh, wow, so. okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's, I think he's from Minnesota too. Yeah, yeah. So. Nice. Okay, all right, nice. Yeah, yeah, and Tom Hagen, you know, he's from Minnesota. Yeah. So. No, yeah, the Midwest, is, yeah, the Midwest has always there. had good riders coming out. So, like, you, you've been doing shows for so long. How, how many days a year are you actually traveling and stuff? Oh, boy. Um, I do, let's say, I do about four months of this and four months of uh, Cedar Point. Yeah. So there's a good eight months. And then maybe I'll get some, you know, random calls to do shows here and there, you know. So you're on the road more than you're home. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and it, I go home for the winter pretty much, and then in the spring I start up and go through spring, summer, fall. And, and you've been doing that since the early '90s. Well, actually, the past uh, about five years now is where it's been like real steady. Really? I mean, I used to do shows, but a lot of shows, but it wasn't like this where I'm just gone for months on end. I mean, I with Woody. With, you know, GT uh, or Giant, um, I would go do a fair for a couple of weeks and then go home and, you know, kind of yeah. in and out. But this is like you leave for four months straight, you know. <laughs> and you're just gone. Yeah, yeah. W- what are some of the things, like, that you feel like are essentials? Like, if you're out traveling on the road for that long, like, what are some things that you're like, yo, you got to have this in your bag or you're you're just yeah. screwed? <laughs> uh, well, you got to have a dialed bike that you like, you know. Um yeah, um, oh, you know, just shoes, clothes, you know, just bring, you know, the essentials that you need. Um, you know, you know, I get, I get to take the van and, you know, if I need something, I can go up to a bike shop and get it, whatnot. But, yeah. But, uh, or, you know, if I need to order something from Flatland Fuel or or from from goods, <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, so, you know, you... You get by. You make the best of the situation. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. with all, all those years traveling, like, what's some of the, like, what's like kind of a good sketchy, crazy story? Because I mean, with all those years on the road, something wilds had to have happened to you. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, luckily, I've I've been, you know, like, I've had a great career. I mean, like the in, you know, no major injuries. I mean, I have like. Um, broke my thumb and, and a finger, um, you know, cracked some ribs. I mean, but, you know, nothing like anything super major. Um, but, yeah. I was kind of thinking more along the lines, like, you just out in a city and some crazy shit be happening. Like, <laughs> um, You know, I try to stay out of all that chaos, you know. I Like, when I was younger, sure, we'd go out and we'd go to the bars and we'd go hang out all night. Now that I'm getting older, I like, you know, I try to get back to the hotel room at a decent hour and get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a big party animal, anything like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, all kinds of things have happened on the road, sure. I mean kind of brain dead right now i've been driving all day but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um well uh let's see um yeah i I mean yeah like the time didn't really want to bring this up but since you want a story well yeah let's hear it time i was in denver um 
this was years ago, probably like 15 years ago. Um, just hanging out, right, got there for the Denver Nuggets game halftime show. Yep. Um, I got in early. The, the show wasn't until like 7 p.m. that night, so I figured I'd kill some time, go right in a parking lot. Um, I, I cut through a parking lot. A cop says, "Hey, you know, I can't have you riding here. You know, go, you know, you know, beat it. Go ride in a different spot." So I yeah. go and I go further out of the city, go ride. And another cop comes by. <laughs> Didn't really want me riding there. So anyway, I found finally found a spot. Rode, rode for several hours. Okay, it's getting later. I got to get back to the hotel. I I riding back to the hotel, and the the cop sees me again and was like, "Hey, I can't." He like freaks out at me. Yeah, ends up. Long story short, he ends up throwing me in jail. I missed the whole halftime show. Uh, you know, the guys don't know where I'm at. I, I'm like. You know, stuck in jail. I can't call anything. You yeah, know? it's like they're like, "Well, he's just gone." You know, um, but anyway, I get, Rob Nolly bailed me out that night, and and uh, <laughs> after the show, <laughs> well, they got, hey, things happened on the road. It, they yeah, got, it, they had to been trip. Was who was doing the show with you? Like Rob and Evoker, Rob. Um, I think is uh, Robert Castillo. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's a story that you know that happened. Um, can't say it was an enjoyable story, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a good experience for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were just tripping out over the whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't know where I was at when uh, you know that wasn't like me, you know, just to not show up. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like but, it at all. But yeah, but anyway, life goes on. <laughs> <laughs> what, with, with you writing and like, I mean, you you've been pro for like. I mean, like what, twenty-five years or something? Like yeah, pretty something close. crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and you've seen bikes change so much. So what are some of the things that, like the, you know, what what are some changes to bikes that you you've thought were awesome, like new inventions or, or things that you you feel like wow. have changed the way bikes work? You know. Um, well, now that they're lighter, that's definitely uh, a big advantage. Yeah. I mean, just like for the, the tail with bunny hops, you know, these yeah. kids can throw it around what, what easy bike did now. You, what bike did you learn bunny hop whips on? Uh, it was either the Standard or the Wilkerson. I can't quite oh, remember. That's, that's, sounds, those bikes were sounds, heavy back in the day. It sounds horrible both ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a 45-pound bike back in the day. So now that they're like, you know, 20 pounds or whatever they are. Yeah. Now, yeah, that helps a lot. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The chain. I mean, just the little things like putting chain tensioners on a bike help a, a ton. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked with that. Um. Yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, I've seen, I, you know, going from, you know, the the seat or the uh, the seat post where there is the clamps built on to the frame nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just little things like that. You know, the mid-bottom brackets. I mean, I was I was old school. I had to pound in cups on the bottom <laughs> bracket. And, you know, same with the, the stems, you know, having the stem bolt. And those would break off when you tighten them down. Yeah. I, mean, I was always working on the bike. You know how it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Breaking axles on the, uh, the would, sun would, would you Would you break a lot of bikes breaks. riding flat? Like, I know some dudes riding flat are uh-huh. pretty hard on bikes. Like, have you been hard on bikes riding flat on them or...? Um. Yeah, I've I've gone through a lot of frames, what, cracked frames. Uh huh. The cracked welds. and bend and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Been through a, quite a few frames. I mean, nowadays I don't break them, but back in the day, yeah. Like in the mid nineties and stuff, you were uh-huh. you were messing them up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I broke all my 
my GTs and dinos. <laughs> how, how, how long did that show last year? Not too long because it's <laughs> aluminum, you know. So, yeah. And they would try to, like, fix them and just re-weld over the aluminum, but that didn't work. They would break, like, a week later. Dang. So, yeah. I remember yeah. one of your things from inside on Pro's bikes, when you cut the the threaded part of the GT thread-on pegs and put it on the inside for your, uh, like, cone, cone nuts, you know? On your okay. front axles, you had the fat part, you know... On the thread-on neural pegs that GT had, you okay. had cut the threaded part and threaded yeah. it on for cone nuts, uh, so you didn't bend your dropouts. I don't oh, know if you, okay. you probably don't even remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that was years ago. Um, but yeah, yeah, you do anything you can to keep the bike running right. Yeah. Back in the day, I hear you. <laughs> so I I talked to a few dudes just trying to you know get figure out stuff to yeah. talk about, uh-huh. and everybody keeps bringing up how you spend your per diem money <laughs> like oh. <laughs> they're like they say you'll just make money last forever on a trip uh, you'll just go I don't know about that maybe back back in the day i did but you know, the older i get you know i'm not so so frugal like that anymore <laughs> yeah they, they say you just like eat am, animal crackers the whole trip ah, i think that's tom ogden <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hogan doesn't eat animals. What are you talking about? <laughs> he likes those animal crackers, though. <laughs> um, nah, you know, I mean, you know, I, hey, I, I've been saving up for, you know, I bought a house all through, you know, bought and paid it all through BMX. You yeah. Know? I, every dime came from a show or a contest, you know, so... So, you know, I mean, that's why I was trying to, you know, save my money and do things, you know, do things right to where I could buy a buy my own home and have it paid for. Um, and it worked. I mean, it took forever, but it yeah. did. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I I just like to be able to, you know, buy buy other things. You know, if I want to buy a new iPad, hey, I got, I got iPad money, you know, or, yeah. or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So a bike part or this or that. So. I'd rather just try and go go uh, cheap on the food. Maybe if I got to eat at Taco Bell, hey, <laughs> I'll go with that for a night. But I don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. a few so. of them were like, oh, you, you just get animal crackers, eat animal crackers the whole time. <laughs> or if we'd be touring a bunch, he'd save the keys for each hotel. And then if we went somewhere, he'd use the, the key to go to another hotel to get the continental breakfast oh, or something. Boy. Well, hey, that's life on the road. I oh, think, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we've all done that. Or, you know, when you spend as much time as I have, if you don't have a breakfast. See, that's some of the tricks of being but on the road right I, there. But it's been years since I've done that, so you know, <laughs> I'm kind of long over that stuff. But, you know, yeah. No, it, but, that's, <laughs> but that stuff, it makes it fun when you're on the road. You always get your little tricks of the trade. and. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like Rob Nolly had the dollar trick where you would... Um, you know, feed the, uh, put tape on the dollar and feed it in the machine and then quick pull it back out and then you get your free Coke or your candy for free because yeah. your dollar would, we, you know, we had one dollar back. <laughs> when we do trips, if we wanted to wash clothes, we always had, uh, you know, like the little uh, rubber gloves that you get. Uh, okay. You put a quarter in each finger and you stick it in the, the washing machine thing and you pull tight on the glove and you push it in and pull it out and it holds your quarters and you can wash oh, yeah. clothes for free. <laughs> Some of them have changed, but we used to do that all the time back in the day if we were on a road trip. We'd just there have the go. little gloves so you could wash your clothes and you wouldn't lose your quarters. And Nice. So, You're giving me ideas Yeah, everybody, everybody's, got, everybody's got their hustle tricks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, where, where, where do you see... Do you ever plan on entering any more contests or anything? Or 
what, what do you see kind of for ah. I mean I mean we've, we've talked before and it seems like you're just loving riding just for riding you know which is what everybody oh, totally. does but do you ever get like the the urge to like go hey, maybe I'll go enter this contest and um, just, just probably, push probably the only way I would go is if there's something that's nearby if I'm in the area and I'm feeling like going I'll yeah. go but I'm not gonna like fly to Japan to go to a contest or something crazy like that. Like you know? I mean, flatland yeah. contests seem just yeah, crazy they're, now. they're out of hand for sure. So many good riders. So that's great. The progression, you know, yeah. is really who, who are some insane. of the who are some of the new guys that you really like watching? Yuchi, Matthias. Uh, I mean, just yeah, so many Japanese riders. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, it's just. Out of control. I, yeah, I don't even keep up with it anymore. I'm I'm doing my my show thing. Yeah, where you know I'm just busy doing shows and riding, progressing. So you know, I mean, Vicky is awesome. I mean, there's just yeah, so many good yeah. riders out there. Uh-huh. Is it kind of just crazy seeing how far Flatland has gone since you started riding? Just how far it's progressed and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's come a long ways. I mean, the style is just totally, you know, like from bouncing tricks to rolling tricks, scuffing, you know, it yeah. just keeps progressing. I feel like about like every like five to eight years, it's like a whole new flip again, you know? Yeah, like, I know, huh? It's yeah. kind of crazy now if you look yeah. at Flatland, like how, so many dudes are almost riding setups like you ride. You know, the bigger bikes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you bigger know, handlebars. Bigger handlebars, bigger yeah. bikes, you know, to where they're just like normal almost just normal bikes instead of being like little spaceships like they were in the late a lot of street bikes yeah actually or for riding flatline yeah yeah so but yeah you don't just get like a super bug to just yeah go to one of the contests in japan or anything no no i like i said i stay so busy you know doing all these shows that um you know that's i enjoy it and you know that's my thing now yeah so yeah, I'm happy with that. It, it still keeps you happy, in the, oh, yeah, all totally. the riding and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get to progress in between. Like at Cedar Point, I you know we do a show at three o'clock. The next show's at five, so in between shows, I've got a lot of practice time, and then the next show's at seven. So you know, I got tons of time to just ride and learn stuff in between. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. So I got some uh, some questions yeah. from some of uh, the people that look at the website. I'm sure. gonna run some by you, just okay. kind of like rapid fire. Yeah, no problem. So Stephen Hamilton, you know, he wants to know what's your all-time favorite GT bike that you rode? Uh the Dino Slammer. The Dino Slammer. Yeah. What year Slammer? Because not the Bash Guard one was no, it? No, no, no. I would say the '98 uh, model that I was running. That was uh, like a maroon one. It was uh, had yeah. a weird standing platform on it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then it had like a weird, weird bend to it. it had patented. Yeah, yeah. It had like a GT, GT style bend yeah. in it, I think. Um, but yeah, it was a maroon bike. That was one of my favorite bikes, and the white one, the Dino yeah. Slammer. I had a white um, Slammer for quite a while. That I liked a lot. I was like, I, I'm a big Dino Slammer fan, so I'm right there yeah, with you. Nice. Uh, a guy named Real Tony Phantom. Uh, wants to know your favorite bay on Lake Minnetonka for Ice Flatland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. My first picture in uh, Freestyling Magazine. Was, was that you the, doing, like, a cherry picker or something? Yeah, cherry picker on the ice. Yeah, I, I, ice pick, they called it. I always remember yeah. the picture <laughs> of you riding the pool, and I think it was Go, and it called you a pool shark. 
Oh yeah, it was like a reader's yeah, yeah. photo of you like carving yeah. a pool, and it's like <laughs> Trevor Meyer pool shark, and it was like you carving some square pool. <laughs> yeah, that was down in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, or Phoenix. But yeah, yeah. And the second question from that dude is if you miss Maple Plain BMX track. I don't know. Oh yeah, I know Maple Plain. Um, it's been years, but uh, yeah, I rolled around, had some fun. Did you, yeah, did yeah, you ever race? Did you race a little back in the I day? I did race a little bit. Yes. Um, only for like a year. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, uh, it, there was a indoor track, Shakopee Indoor Track, Minnesota. Um, would go there like on weekends and and race. But did you? Did you? Move nothing up? serious. What, what class like, did you end up in? Pretty much just beginner. <laughs> 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 I stayed in beginner. Didn't make it out of that. But uh, but yeah, went uh, after they started. You know, I seen like a uh, the logo for the Haro show. That's when I went to the show and pretty much dropped the whole racing thing and said yeah. freestyles for me. So yeah. So Owen Clegg over over in England wants to know: Can you still do any of the reverse scuffing moves? Yeah, I can. Yeah, the uh, the stick B uh, backwards stick B still do that in circles. Um, I haven't really tried like the funky chicken in, <laughs> in backwards circles in forever, but. Uh, I know I can do the backward stick bee for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm looking through this. Some of these we've already covered. Yeah, I used to do the backwards lard yard also. Oh, that seems... I could probably do that. Oh, I'm sure I could do that um, if I played around <laughs> with it some. <laughs> this is referring to uh, Wilkerson Airlines Life on the Edge. Okay. But they're asking how you feel about chickens. <laughs> I like cows better. <laughs> you got to know the if you don't know the video then then, then you're not you're not going to get it. Uh Todd Carter wants to know uh what is your practice schedule like and and what pressure do you run in your tires? I ride 120 pressure. Um but that varies, you know, when you're just like the other day, you know, I pumped up the tires and they were like at a hundred. Like, oh, just from the road trip, driving yeah. all over the country, we'll do that. Um, and um, what was the other question? Uh, what's your practice schedule like? Like, how much do you still try to ride a day? Uh, uh, it depends. Like today, we didn't ride at all. You know, we went to the beach, hung out. We're doing the tourist thing, so you know, it, on a normal day though, I'll ride at least a couple hours anyway of yeah. practice. In between doing shows, didn't you say back in the day you try you used to try to ride eight hours a day? It was it was yeah. I mean every day varies, you know. But uh, yeah, I was riding yeah a lot. <laughs> I, I physically, I guess when I was younger, I probably rode eight hours a day. But it just seems like it would just yeah, especially doing flat though, like working on a link or working on a trick for like so long, just like uh-huh. putting your body through. Like... It's, it's pretty much like. You know, it's the quality of, of riding more than just the hours you put in. I mean, yeah. you could spend hours, eight hours doing wheelies all day, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's so, so great, what, you know? You know, how, how uh, what you're trying and re- taking serious, what you really want to progress. I, and I always tell people, as older I get, sometimes I just want my bike riding to feel more like it did when I was 14. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you just simplify your bike riding. Like, sometimes I just enjoy going down to 7-Eleven and jumping off curbs. And I'm like, that was great. I yeah. got all I wanted out of BMX today. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, I feel like I still want to get on it and do something. So, but just as long uh, as your bike's making you happy, you know. That's right. I hear you on that. So it's all about having fun, doing what you love to do. So here's another one from Stephen Hamilton. So 
Stephen always comes through with the good questions. Uh, he says, what are some of the biggest mountains you've climbed physically to continue riding at your age? And what have been some of the hardest times mentally? Uh, okay, well, I, you know, I'm just, you know, at 43, I'm just stoked to still be riding. So that's a big accomplishment right there. Do you do anything? Um, do you stretch I, or do you any I exercises? Do stretch. I stretch out. Um, I don't, I'm not like hitting the gym or anything crazy like that lifting weights nah i figure it's enough of a workout just riding the bike you know yeah um but yeah that i used to be all into the gym where i'd just go work out for you know hours on end and that was a bit overkill yeah <laughs> you know and then go ride the bike for another uh, more hours it's like just too much so i had to give one up and it yeah was, i'd rather be riding the bike than working out yeah than the weight thing so yeah and then he wanted to know what have some of the hardest times mentally been riding for you mentally ah uh, oh i don't know i mean mentally i mean the the contests are kind of a mental thing you know yeah you, you got to be really focused with you, what you want to try and pull and and um uh, those you know that would i'd say the contests are a mental issue for sure um and i mean yeah i mean just trying to be original coming up with a new trick that's that's mentally you know it's it's difficult because it, you know so many tricks have been invented already it's yeah. like really super hard to like come up with something new and especially nowadays with so many new riders yeah. in there so so yeah that that would be you know that's something yeah do you feel like um, those those years when you were like dominating the contest were you like just having to be mentally on it just like every you, you know like it was just a different level of focus to be to to be there um yeah i I just stayed focused i mean you gotta have fun with it too though yeah if you take it too serious you know that's that's not good so so you just gotta have fun with it but yet be focused and you know have a you know be mentally prepared for it so it's kind of a mix of of a bunch of things (laughs) and then yeah another guy want to know um when you guys were doing those shows how often would woody still ride with you guys uh, when we were on GT? Yeah. Uh, now and then he'd break out his bike and he'd pull a d- double decade or, <laughs> you know, he still has it, you know. Yeah, I, seen, I saw him ride a few years ago. Okay. Yeah, he had like nice. one of his Diamondbacks, he had an internal headset put on it and stuff and he okay. was riding one of his old old Diamondbacks and I think it was with the, one of the old school jams at Woodward and he was yeah, he was still pretty darn good, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that always amazes me how he can just jump on his bike and still pull like pedal pickers and just yeah. you know. Do you got any funny tricks. any funny Woody stories? Funny Woody stories. Oh, I don't know. I'm you know, like I said, I've been driving all day. I'm brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should have had Micah driving. Wasn't he making you uh, drive everywhere? Well, we you know just going to the beach and all just takes a lot out of you. But um. Yeah, I, I don't know about funny. I mean, you know, um, cause mostly I toured, you know, with Robert Castillo because yeah. Woody was kind of in the, the office guy, you know, okay. lining All up right. the shows. So I didn't really, you know, tour around much with Woody. But although um, Micah and I had a chance to meet up with Woody last, well, last, uh, last fall, yeah. stopped by his house in Dallas. You know, he's living there now and and checked out his bike collection. Yeah, he's got some crazy vintage bikes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that's he still has the gold trick star. I think he's one got one of Martin's old GJSs or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's got some like crazy that. bike that was Martin's, some uh-huh. crazy prototype and Yeah, yeah. I think he's still got that's, his Diamondbacks and stuff. He's, he's uh, got his into that collecting the bikes. Yeah, do you have so, any of your old bikes or Well, my first one will be the EF. 
Eddie Fiola frame. <laughs> that's the only bike. I, that's the only one I'm really. Well, I do have a sick child, but I didn't really hang on to anything. Any of the GTs I, or standards or anything? No, I got rid of them all. I gave them away to neighborhood kids and this and that. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Huh? But well, I I moved down to Arkansas, you know, and and. Uh, 2005 bought a house and pretty much like sold everything you know yeah. and, and moved there and so can i what made you want to move to arkansas uh, pretty much warmer winters yeah. <laughs> you know it's a big issue when you live in minnesota and you can't ride um so went down to the little rock area bought a house brand new house um at the cul-de-sac <laughs> and just yeah but now, house, old cold been living there 10 years. <laughs> but Crazy. now you're thinking about moving back to Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the house is going to sell here soon, so I'll be, yeah. But what's making you want to go back to Minnesota? Oh, that's just where I grew up, what I know, you know, friends there. So yeah. let's go back with that. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got friends and family up there still, so why not? I'm ready for a change. You ready for the winter? No. Never, never, never. <laughs> Never, never ready for the winter, but hey, I'm hoping I can find a big garage or a big basement, something where I can ride right in the house. So. Just keep the heater on. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. Things will work out. <laughs> so, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Well, do you got any other topics you want to maybe touch on before before we call her call her quits? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I can, mean, can you think of anything uh, else, Chris? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you guys covered everything pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Just l- loving this living child bo- frame, <laughs> <laughs> living metal frame. Yeah, I'm stoked with it. Shout outs. Anybody want to? Yeah. Anybody, 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 anybody um, well, Odyssey BMX. They've been hooking me up since like '99. Um, so yeah, they've oh, been dope. a huge sponsor for all these years. So they're definitely. Uh, I'm stoked with Odyssey and. Uh, yeah, ID clothing, um, Flatland fuel, uh, yeah, flatware, um, yeah, living metal. I think that covers everybody. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, one other thing, you got, are you going to be working on any uh, edits or anything soon, do you think? Or I hope to put something together. I mean, I've only been on this bike for like three days, so yeah. but I do hope to put something together here soon. Yeah. Get some video clips up. So I think everybody yeah. be psyched on that. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Have fun with it. Why not? <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Th- thanks for coming and talking to us. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just psyched to be able to hang out with you and meet you finally. So, All right. Thanks, Chad. All right. Thank Appreciate you, buddy. It. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, We have one more podcast to get back into the library, and that's Ron Wilkerson's. Um, That was the first one we ever did, and it's pretty epic. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. And until next time, thanks.